Welcome to, to Channel Massive Legends number eight. And tonight we have uh, some interesting news from Riot um, on some real numbers. Which you know, usually if somebody's giving out real numbers on some of their uh, some of their player base, it usually means it's good news only. Um, we do have a couple of uh, listener mails. We'll have one from. Even somebody that I remembered back from the old original Channel Master days, Julian, and also Sean sent us something that we will um, end up using in our strategy segment tonight where we will discuss, um, we'll probably have this reoccurring where we'll kind of discuss a, a summoner spell a week for a while and, you know, especially some of the more interesting ones. We may group all the useless ones together and think about <laughs> what, what can be replaced with them. This is but, not um, one of those. No, this is not one of those. Um, we also have a fairly massive patch that they threw out there. Um, we won't go into to great detail on every every bit of it, but um, it is there's quite a few differences in there that are worth talking about. So let's get it started. And guys, the how are y'all doing tonight? I am ready to rock. Doing very good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, you sound a lot better. Our last podcast, yeah. Noah was on deathbed and has miraculously healed himself, so we are ready to go. And well, he became a zombie and eventually kind of leveled up into a vampire, sucked some blood, <laughs> and now he's back. Yes, undead. And to throw some of my favorites, is he now a lich? Or is, <laughs> as Jason would say, he's a leech. A leech. He's a leech. Yeah. <laughs> hilarious. He's the leech king. Ah. Uh. <laughs> Well, one bit of news that is actually, uh, you know, Riot is not known to get a lot of play in traditional um, PC news releases. I mean, they are somewhat of a niche market. Um, they actually released Yeesh. some user numbers. <laughs> I was saying that too while I was on mute. Leash. Niche market. Niche market. So sorry. <laughs> We're the knights that say niche. <laughs> we are the knights that say niche. <laughs> We're just two regular guys. <laughs> we want a shrubbery. <laughs> well, from our uh, our little tangent there into the Mighty Python, um, Riot has announced that their uh, registered players has surpassed 15 million. I was surprised it was that high, frankly. Damn. A little company that could. That's what I'm saying. Wow. I mean, that's, you know, that's pretty impressive. The more impressive to me was that, you know, a lot of companies throw registered players, especially yeah. free-to-play games. They throw these gigantic numbers out there, and you're like, yeah, so what does that mean? Well, they have almost one and a half million players logging in each day. Yes, that's crazy numbers there. So you're, I mean... You're right at 10% of your registered users are are active players daily. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. I, I would be interested to see what are like Free Realms numbers because, you know, they're real big about throwing out their numbers. Or World of um, Warcraft between, you know, major... Exactly. Yeah. Wow, that's nuts. The other thing that I found kind of interesting was, okay, the 1.4 million players a day play an average of 3.7 hours of gameplay a day. God. So that's roughly each, I mean, each player, we're not talking about they log in and they play a game and they log out. I mean, that's multiple. That's, yeah. On average, you know, if you average a game is 45 minutes, you're talking about at least four games. Yeah. I mean, that's Sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I that's always, that's I, when you've been beat down enough where you have to go on and do something else. That's kind of what I do. <laughs> I, like, I, I, I think, I tell myself, I'm just going to play one game and then hit the sack. And then, you know, two or three hours later, I'm like, okay, now it's time to hit the sack. I'm glad I just played that uh, four games. So it's about right, I think. And then there's those who play, you know, for several hours, so... Well, and the the other thing, the over half a million simultaneous players, to me, you know, Riot has taken their fair share of knocks for some of their server stability um, sure. in times past. But, uh, you know, keeping up half a million simultaneous users is, is no small feat. Yeah. I, I, overall, I was, uh, I, was, I was 
quite impressed. I, these numbers were much larger than I thought they were. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I mean, that's a that explains a lot. That and the fact that who would have expected that little company to you know come up with those kind of numbers? You know, that's five hundred thousand simultaneous players is no small feat to keep track of. Worldwide, no less. Yeah, worldwide. That's crazy. Well, and, and you know, this year there is when they're talking about, you know, they're expanding into the Asian market, which um, I don't think this is this is disparaging on, you know, on a on the Asian player in any way. But it's known they're they are much more of a competitive, a competitive type gameplay market than the West is when it comes to some of this. So I, I have a feeling these numbers will probably even grow. So. Oh, yeah, it'll be crazy once they figure that out. I'm uh I was I was shockingly surprised at how high these numbers I I would be interested to see how they match up with you know the other um Heroes of New Earth and then you know I'm I'm less leery of what DOTA two will I mean they'll have to really put something good on the table. Well they'll have to make it free to play. Right. Really. And that's likely what they're gonna do. That was, I think, but the disadvantage I, for Heroes of New Earth is that it's not free to play. Well, and the gameplay is not near as good. Well, it's it's a lot more challenging. It's a lot yeah. more like original DOTA, and it'll be. I, I'm I'm interested to see if DOTA two will be, aside from the addition of community coaching, just a carbon copy of DOTA one. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean they've already kind of they've already kind of laid out that it will be, you know, the same champion set. Um, yeah, which I found somewhat, um, you know, disheartening. So um, I think I think that's one thing that keeps League of Legends so fresh is is all of the new champions. Um, I, I I think it I think it's what what makes their business model. You know, work so well, and and they it doesn't look like they're going to slow down anytime soon. Um, well, um, anyway, we'll be back in a moment with our uh, our play session notes from this past couple of weeks. Well, this week we all were playing um, our mains for the most part, except for Mark, who I believe picked up Leona and can kind of convey some of his experiences with her. But I figured we'd start off with you, Noah. How have you? Have you got any game time <laughs> in the past few weeks? Yeah, I have. I've actually been playing voluntarily as Sona just because I think she's fun. <laughs> I think Mark played with me a couple times last week because you he lost. was talking to, <laughs> we were, we'd, we'd hung out and he was talking about like, let's play League of Legends tonight. I'm like, yeah. And he's like, I keep getting critiqued from play, how I play Leona as a tank. And I'm like, well, that's funny. Well, I'm like, well, I'm playing Sona. And so we're like, well, let's play together. And Mark's like, yeah, you can critique my tank plane. And I'm like, yeah, and you can critique my Sona plane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and was that a good thing or a bad thing? <laughs> We got into one game with a, a teammate who's like, I've never seen a Sona who uses those summoner spells before. And I'm like, well, and he's like, I hope you don't suck. And I'm like, so do I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We actually, we played well, but in that case, we had a team that we were against that was just so superior to us that we quickly fell. But I've had plenty of games where it's it's just fun to play as her because you can run in and you can escape and you can kill people and I get really high kill numbers, especially on the support kills and it's just it's a lot of fun. I have I don't care what people say about her being like a face roll, super easy to play character. She's fun. Yeah. And so I'm gonna play her and it's like, you know, if that's the case, maybe I should start playing Zin Chow. Yeah, no shit. Because he's <laughs> probably fun too. He is fun. <laughs> of all my uh of all my my two week experiments, his was the one that I liked the best. Yeah, I mean, he's the one that I've I kept in my stable. Um, if I were going to do that, Scott, I'd probably be playing Evelyn again. I want to play her again, but I'm scared since the way they nerfed her and they took away her stun. 
And, uh, Which is I crazy because just... I, uh, you know, there, she's so you, she's so effectively countered. Yeah. If you just buy wards, it's it's. I mean, that is not. I just don't understand it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, but she's fun to play when the other team sucks because you <laughs> dominate and you annoy them just like with Sona. That's what makes her fun. Mm-hmm. I think so maybe I'll try her as well. And I, I think I played a little Kog'Maw Garen, but nothing that really sticks out in my mind. So that's that's my summary. I'm uh, looking forward in the, in the future, aside from trying Evelyn, I'm really excited about the new champion that's come out. The monkey. Oh, the Monkey King? Yeah. Wu- now, traditionally, I would pronounce it Wukong. Because I'm American, <laughs> but Wu-Kang. it's pronounced Wu Kun, which really? is Chinese inflection or something. I no, no, it's it's Wu Kong, like <laughs> King Kong. Isn't it Wu Tang? No, it's it, it's funny because uh, when Freak did his champion spotlight, he's like, and now it's champion spotlight for Wu Kun, and I'm like, what the hell is he saying? Kong? And I was reading some comments like, thank you so much for not pronouncing it Kong like King Kong, and I'm like. Dude, that's but Chinese, neither is he. <laughs> he's the Monkey King, and you and you put the name Kong in his name. I mean, come on, it's it's Wu Kong. It's pronounced Kong. I'm sorry, <laughs> but I speak American. I'm gonna call him Wu Kong. <laughs> I speak a version of American, and yeah, it that's is right. Wu Kong. <laughs> he speaks a Southern dialect of it. <laughs> okay, so that wraps me up there. <laughs> well, good. Um, so. And, and I don't mean that as a well. Finally, finally. <laughs> well, well, good. Now we'll do the real interesting stuff. Now, <laughs> now, that, now that we've gotten that business out of the way. <laughs> um, so I've been playing as Leona, and um, it's funny because we we all said, yeah, we're going to play our normal, you know, our normal uh, mains, and we're going to you know get back into it. And I just had to check out Leona because I've been waiting for her for so long, you know, and. And I really, I, I, it's like, she's like my broke back mountain character. I can't quit you. I, you know, I try, but she's just so fun. So I've been playing her pretty much exclusively and trying to learn how to, how to play her effectively and how to get a good build. And I haven't read any build guides because I, I just feel like I'm so close to coming up with the ultimate way to play her. I say that, but then every time I play her, I do it kind of completely differently and and it's always a train wreck or or some variation of it at least according to the massive amounts of criticism i receive when i play her <laughs> however i would point out that it seems to me that the more criticism i get it's proportional if i'm incredibly badly criticized when i play her we tend to win if people are actually saying i'm doing a good job we tend to lose so either i'm totally the opposite of a good team player or people are just you know criticizing me in a in a way that's unwarranted completely but i think she's a blast to play she kind of reminds me of poppy except that she can actually take a punch or two or three um and i like her i like her super dark matter stun thing um or or not dark matter i like i love her her stun her ultimate is just too fun to just destroy people with i, I find it incredibly addictive um so that, that's my take on her. I, I enjoy her. I'm going to get better, um, but I'm going to probably stick with her for the foreseeable future. Yeah, I. Uh, so you've kind of shelved. Well, you can always dip back into Tristana. I think you've played her enough now. You can just pick her right back up where you left off. And... Yeah, I kind of have have a set strategy with her that doesn't. Well, I uh, I played pretty much exclusively Malphite the. I played a few games with Lux just to break it up a little bit because she plays so different. And I enjoy her playstyle so much, but um, I'm really—I think the last few months with all this rotating around in champions and stuff it may have kind of helped my gameplay with Malphite because I'm—I'm I'm much more aware of what the capabilities are of who I'm playing against. Most of the time, because now I've had quite a bit more exposure to different champions than I did prior to that. Um, you know, I'm, I'm playing him much more aggressive than I did in the past, and I'm, I'm, but that part has made me a better player from an offensive standpoint. But what it, the way I've really seen the difference is, I know when my, when my skill set that Malphite has doesn't match up well. Ah. And, 
and know how to, you know, sort of change my play style to where I'm not, not passive, but I'm, I'm also not as, you know, I'm, I'm much more aware of the limitations. So I'm, you know, much more conservative in my play style and I'm able to kind of, um, not, you know, have that string of, string of kills against me and things like that, that I, that, I, you know, on occasion you would, cause I mean, he really is, he is a melee DPS counter. That is what he does. Right. Um, it's so funny we, because like for, for a long time, I'm like, he's a tank, right? That's who you play when you want to play a tank. And he's not. It, yes and no. He, he, he is, he, because he's a melee DPS counter. I mean, that's really his, I mean, it's, Probably too technical a way of saying that's what his role is, but because he that is his, you know, his bread and butter slot, he's always mixing it up with the DP, you know, the Zenzals, the Garens, those because he's effective against those. So people assume, well, if he is in there suppressing their carry, he must be the tank. So I mean, he's almost like an anti. Melee DPS carry. I mean, that's what he does. Is he sort of negates the carry? Um, he's not a traditional tank because he doesn't. He doesn't really have a, a. You know, he has a pretty decent initiator, in the sense that you know he has granite skin and he can jump in and, and he can take a pretty good first hit. Which most melee DPS, with the exception of, of I think Garen's ultimate, they want those things. They tend to fire those things front loaded. Where Garen tends to wait towards the end because he, you know, his. In that, am, am I right in that? No, in Garen's, his skill is better the lower your health is. Yeah, the amount of health that's taken off with his ultimate is proportionate to how little life you have. So if you have less life left, you're going to lose more from his attack. Right. So he, you know, he's probably the only one that sort of backloads his heavy punch, where almost every other. Um, melee DPS is sort of goes in with with their heavy stuff. Um, Jarvan's a great example. You know, um, um, Zen Zhao's the same way. You know, they're 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 going in and trying to kind of get that shock and all start to and then whittle away with what's left. And you know, Malphite has the way to absorb that initial onslaught, but he doesn't have a way of kind of sustaining a tank because he doesn't have a way of kind of recouping any of that after that initial hit. Um, but I've, I mean, I'm the past few weeks I'm, I'm really, really enjoying it the past few weeks. I'm, it is almost to the point now, if I can get a team that will just have any type of coordination at all, we're, we're pretty much assured a win. So, um, it's been really fun. Uh, that's, that's cool to kind of benefit from, you know, your kind of journeyman status of trying the other champions out, you know, being able to kind of bring that home. Well, and, you, you know, after you've gotten to the point to where it's almost like I didn't learn him any better, I just learned what I was up against better. Right, right. Which I'm um, kind of, it didn't, I mean, I'm by no means great, um, but I do feel I'm better, so hopefully that's something. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, I'm assuming we'll probably all kind of stick with the same guys for the next few weeks. Maybe we'll have some new insights. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe you actually start to win some games with Leona. You actually, I looked at your kill streak, Mark, and you, you know you weren't terrible. I mean, you had some wins there in the in, in the front end. Yeah, I do. I think it's um. I think the more I learn, the worse I am. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you're thinking too much on the builds. I think so. I think so. Well, we'll be back in a minute with our listener mail. Well, tonight we've got two separate emails. One from our old Channel Massive Days, Julian, I'm guessing I'm saying this right, Durand. Yeah, that sounds right. And uh, he, uh, it's been a while since we've heard from him. So uh, Noah, can you spell it out for us? Sure thing. Yeah, Julian did send us in a pretty epic-sized email. It's it's quite the triumphant return for him. So it's a little bit longer, but 
this is going to be the main email that we focus on in our listener mail section, so please enjoy. He says, hey there, Mark, Noah, and Scott from the South. I may have at some point in the last two years stopped listening to Channel Massive. Awkward. (laughs) But hey, I started listening again as soon as I got back into the gaming groove I've been out of for a while. And I was ridiculously and pleasantly surprised to see the League of Legends podcast you guys had started. And given the new strategy segment you guys have included, I thought this would be a good time to pitch in. First of all, a rebuttal. Mark, you are clearly to noobzors. Because Kale is single-handedly the most awesome character ever invented, and your inability to play her just shows, goes to show that despite your extensive League of Legends experience, a level 9 like me could hand you your ass on a platter. Don't ever diss my sweetheart again. Uh, well, That's why they redesigned you. her, and <laughs> exactly. she totally sucked. <laughs> <laughs> he continues back to business. You guys mentioned being reluctant to go deep into the mechanics of League of Legends, and I appreciate that because generally they're head-scratchingly confusing. But there are a few questions a newbie level 9 like me has about some of the stats mechanics and how they work. Like runes, do they stack? If they do, do you guys prefer getting a bunch of one type or mixing it up and getting little bonuses across the board? Also uh, coming will, from... We will discuss that a little bit in a minute. <laughs> okay. I pause because I'm like, are they going to jump in and answer that? So we'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> also coming from RPGs and MMOs, the difference between increasing attack speed or just plain old attack damage makes no sense to me. Don't they both increase DPS? If I do 30 damage hit three times in three seconds or 190 damage hit every three seconds, doesn't that amount to the same? How do you guys decide between one or the other? And along the same lines, do you guys find quick mana regeneration more beneficial or a large mana pool? Whether I'm quickly getting mana back or just have a large amount of it, doesn't it amount to the same? Thanks for doing the show, guys. You're doing a great job. I do miss Jason's special channel massive flavoring in the episodes, though. And bring back the what we've been playing. Signed, Julian. Well, in response to Julian, we did bring back our what was in playing. And if, if Jason had any true gaming gaming blood <laughs> left, he would be playing League of Legends. So Ooh, gauntlet thrown down. Yeah, well, I'm just saying, if he wants to, he wants to step up and take on Malphite. Let's go. Yeah. Um, but you know, he's got several things in here. Well, I guess we'll work from the bottom up. Um, quick mana regen versus a large mana pool. I tend to think quick mana regen is better on most characters because even if you have a large mana pool, your regen rate is the same. So once you get it down, it just takes longer to get it back up. Um, So with quick mana regen, I feel you're you're able to do your skills more often. Now, one character, I would argue that would be an argument against that, would be... um, the redesign of Rise, because his spells kind of build off the how much mana he has in his pool. So in his sense, yes, you are sort of stacking mana because it is it fits his the you know the mechanics of the character. But for the most part, I would say mana regen is usually better than a large mana pool. Would you yeah, disagree with that? I, I would agree. agree with that because it's like you implied that, you you know, if you start out with 1,200, yeah, in the next 20 seconds you can use all your spells and then you're sitting there. Versus if you start out with 800 mana and you have twice as fast of a mana regeneration, you're going to last a lot longer before you have to run away and hide and hope that your mana regenerates or go back to base. Yeah, that one was the most, of the three, was probably the most cut and dry, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, now... Attack speed versus flat attack damage. For that one, I say I usually go for attack speed, particularly if you're going to have uh, critical hits involved or if you're going to be increasing your critical chance. The more times you hit, the more chances you have to get a critical strike. And therefore, it's like I'm all about it. because, And for me, I play lots of ranged characters and then a couple melee characters, but... The more that I can get into attacks, especially when I'm trying to take down a tower, the quicker I can do it, I would definitely prefer speed over damage. But I know there are definitely people out there, and there's builds that say go for attack damage. Well, and certain characters have that, um, you know, even have things that are based off their amount of attack damage. The other thing is that you need to be aware of is 
the way that defense works against damage. So if it is a percentage drop of damage, sometimes, you know, 10% of a 30 hit or 10% of a 300 hit, you're effectively doing more damage if you're able to hit faster with the 30 than you are the 1 with the 300. It ends up, if it's, if you're, when you're taking percentage off, there are times when lower output but faster speed actually gives you more damage in DPS, um, you know, cause this is, that's damage per second, so that's an average. Your right. average is actually higher because your percentage reduced is actually lower because the amount per shot is lower. Um, mm-hmm. but at that point, it, you really, that's not something you analyze during the game. That's something you, you kind of want to look at the character you have. Some characters tend to do really well. Um, DPS is also, I mean, uh, attack speed to me is also better in situations where you have any type of mechanic that is heal based off of number of hits. Right. Um, is a great example. Every third hit, he gets, gets health back. Um, Renekton is the same way. So you want your attack speed high so that, that keeps that rebuff, you know, sort of coming in at a time, in a timelier manner. Now on, on your, uh, your opinion of like critical hits, yes, I, I do think attack speed, to me, if you're pushing for a critical hit, you, you don't want to go all attack speed. You want to have that, um, you want to sort of balance it between Attack speed and attack damage. That's true because you have a strong critical. Hit. Yeah, I want that critical. It doubles whatever my hit is, so uh, you know I'm able to make a critical that may only give me at 50, plus fifty would give me plus hundred if it just with one item. Yeah. So I mean, it does double the effectiveness of the critical just by throwing a more raw damage on the. Yeah. Was that too technical? No, I think <laughs> no, this is why Scott works at an accounting firm. <laughs> but unfortunately, I'm not an accountant. I am no. uh, I'm IT, but yes, I have to do, I do have to, to kind of get in there. Um, but the math side of that, um, DPS and, and how attack damage and attack speed affect the character is, is, to, in my opinion, is much more closely uh, sort of affected by the character's makeup, the way that the character is made to kind of where its strengths are, then the mana regen question. Yeah. Um, I think so there's so many characters that are really designed for high attack damage versus attack speed. Um, a great example would be um, uh, Olaf, because his attack speed increases naturally the lower, the lower health is. That's true. So you don't want to stack attack speed. You want to st- stack attack damage because as you're getting in the fight, you're going to be hitting faster anyway the more damage you take. So. And Tristan is the same way. Well, she has rapid fire, so you don't really need to concentrate on speeding her up if you've got an ability that takes her into crazy speed anyway. And the, the last one, which I would probably argue... Has the there's not a correct answer. I think that uh, um, runes, how you how you play your runes, what you you know what you argue is the strengths of runes and that. Um, I don't think any one answer is is probably bad. Um, I yeah. my personal thing, I like flat. Um, stack runes as opposed to the ones that that scale up with level. And the reason why is um, I do feel later in the game positioning is much more important and and what you have on you is much more important than the small additional increase you're getting off the rune set where I want I want to be able to have you know sort of Front load the early game so that I'm stronger in the early game. So that's why I go with the flat, the flat runes, um, to kind of right. get me into that mid game. Um, but that's a personal opinion. I I tend to almost exclusively on blues run magic resist just because it seems like every character 
could use it. Yeah. <laughs> um, now I and the, my you know my reds I tend to uh, I tend to float between attack speed, armor penetration, um, magic penetration, and then my yellows are all over the place. Sometimes it's health, sometimes it's armor, dodge, uh, magic resist. I mean all kinds of stuff. That's kind of my my yellow runes are kind of where I you know I just sort of experiment. Um, Mm-hmm. But different. How, where do you play? Um, I, I I don't believe in like getting every single rune slot you have dedicated to extra health or extra armor, or extra AP or whatever. Um, I believe that you know each category of runes, except for the quintessences, has something or you know a range of things they're good at, and so I like to you know apply apply those things across three different categories. So if I'm you know, if I'm a melee character, I might go with something that does armor penetration, maybe dodge, um, and, and then, you know, maybe something for a health boost, and then use the quintessence to round me out some way. But I think a rounded character is always better than somebody who's just dedicated to, you know, one thing, and you don't get the bonuses that each category gives you if you do it that way. So I'm strongly opposed to stacking for one effect. It's, it's funny you mention that, because... Historically, I've always done a mix where ones the the red runes are for one thing, the blue runes are for another, and yellow are for another. Uh, and that's the way the most builds. If you re, if you research builds online, they will suggest that you do specialties across each set of runes. But then there's our friend, one of the Wolf Brothers, Curtis. All of his rune pages, one is. All critical strike. Yeah, <laughs> and true. one is all dodge. <laughs> just like he's like, that's the way I've always done. It's like every single, all the red runes, all the blue runes, all the yellow runes, all the quintessences. They're all critical strike, or they're all attack damage, and it works for him. It's uh, true. He, he plays very well, but I also think a lot of that has to do with he's just naturally a good player, anyways. Yeah. But runes do make a difference because I've certainly started games mistakenly with. Either mastery is not selected or the wrong mastery set selected, and the same with runes as well. Choosing one or the other, even though sometimes I feel like I'm like, is this really making a difference? But the, I've seen where the wrong ones, it's, it's kind of like, if I were to use the metaphor, it's like your car hasn't gotten an oil change and it's like six months overdue and it's just kind of running clunky. It's, a, it's not as cl- a clean of a performance as you usually expect your champions to do. Yeah. They're not optimized well. Totally true. Well, I have a, I do think if you do try to stack all of, I've never tried to stack all of one type in one thing. Now, I mean, now in my Malphite build, I do run magic resist, flat magic resist in blue and yellow. So I'm, I've got, um, and that's only because I, my particular play style, I have, I have sort of have a, you know, a ranged mage is, is one of, one of his, <laughs> one of his, you know, Flaws in his defense that I'm, I'm really trying to compensate for. But um, if you were going to go all in one thing, um, I think it's I, I agree. I think it's viable. You have to be really, really um, focused on what you're building because you have to you have to be very aware of what your strength is and not try to. Um, you know, yeah, you may want to react with a certain build. You know, if somebody if there's a lot of flat damage, you know. Physical damage characters, yeah, you may want to throw a, fo- a thorn mail in to kind of, you know, counter that specific set of of champions in that one specific game. But you really have to be kind of committed to whatever you have you have decided to uh, to sort of you know shotgun load your uh, all of your eggs in one basket there. So you 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 really have to have to be dedicated into what you're trying to do with the character each game. So Yeah. Great email. Glad Julian's back. I always liked his emails even when I was just a mere listener. Before, so, you, before you became the mastermind? Before I took over and became yeah, yeah. became the legend. Before so before you apparently. ascended. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um we also had a second email. Um it was from Sean but we are going to actually um, throw it in, and it, it will become part of our strategy segment um, where we're going to discuss um, summer spells. So anyway, we will be back in just a moment with our patch review. 
Well, our patch tonight is, I'm still going to say it this way, Wukong the Monkey King. <laughs> and, um, where he was one of, one of the prominent things in the patch, um, there was so much in this one. I mean, it's rare when Riot actually puts out an announcement that says, yeah, this patch may be a little bigger than normal. Just be aware it's going to take a little while to download. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, um, Overall, I, I was pretty impressed with this patch. I'm, um, a couple of things I'm kind of interested to see in the f- future. I don't think the things that they changed in this patch are the end. Uh, and we'll talk about that more when we get to that piece of it. But um, the big thing was the Monkey King. And uh, I really haven't seen him in a game yet. Um, I've only played one game since I've download the patch because I've had other commitments, but um, he looks interesting. Yeah. I, uh, he has been out there. He's been out there being talked about for a while. Um, so I don't think that they, this was a rushed champion. So I, I have a feeling he will be one of the more well, well-rounded champions, not somebody that's a flash in the pan that we won't see for very long. Noah, you seem like you have some interest in, in him. Um, he will, he does look like he might play towards some of your strengths with some of your Pantheon and Garen experience, since he he does look like he is a uh, an in-your-face type character there. So, yeah, it's, it's it's interesting. He's kind of a hybrid to me of of Garen and Zen Zhao and Shako or Shako or however the hell you say these stupid names that they're Shako. <laughs> um, because he's all about getting in and attacking, whether it's with a distance strike or just coming in and hitting, which to me that's the Garen and Zinjaus angles. And then the ability to leave behind, to generate decoys or just leave a non-movable decoy, especially watching how Freak used it in his champion spotlight just looks so much fun. Cause there's instances where and it's funny because he talks about the S key, and <laughs> this is clearly way more advanced than I ever want to get with my League of Legends playing because I'm all about I, I, I still don't do insta-cast stuff. And he's like, use the S key to stop your character while it's moving. I'm like, what? I didn't even know you could do that. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. When you activate this ability, decoy, it's the same. It looks the same as if you're hitting S. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. But it's just cool to see him stop and see people think try to guess, okay, He's run to this brush. Or sometimes he would stop and they would think that he'd cast the ability because that's the way it looks. And then they would just run away and leave him because like, whatever, I'm not going to waste my abilities on attacking your decoy that's going to just damage me. And it just looks like <laughs> it could be really obnoxious. <laughs> I mean, it will, it will become, you know, one of the things that I think is a failing for some Shaco characters because they tend to want to stack, um, yeah. the jungle runes, um, is that, the decoy does not it does not have you know the the graphic effect of of having the you know the the blue rune or the red rune or you know you don't get the um the effect around your decoy um one other thing i don't know if you ever know you know um the um banshee's veil circle um the glowing stone or the stone of uh um, you know, the aura that comes off of, oh, what's the armor that I'm thinking of that can regenerate you if you die? Oh, yeah, yeah, Guardian yeah. Angel. Yeah. Guardian Angel. Yeah, the little halo glow that comes, is on around you, it's not on your decoy. Um, I really think not having those effect, you know, those visual effects, you know, kind of helps, it helps me quite a bit, you know, kind of differentiate between the two. Yeah, yeah. Um, one interesting thing when I I was kind of like you I didn't know that the S key would stop your movement either but there had been occasions where um with Malphite you know his ultimate is a is a jump in and it's a you know it's a it's a initiator and I think I accidentally have hit the S key before thinking okay <laughs> my ult didn't fire but what I probably did was I somehow bumped the S key and stopped it mid Mid animation. Oh yeah. It makes a lot more sense. Once he said that, I started thinking, you know, I bet that's what I'm doing. So I'm, I've been much more mindful of it, 
um, than I had in the past. Um, really, I, I, he looks really interesting. I don't know if I'm going to play him, but because um, he kind of, you know, to a certain extent, some of his skills. I mean, I I think I would I would enjoy him too, but I don't know if I'm going to get him yet or not. So yeah, he just looks. He sounds like he'll be fun to play and, and genuinely mischievous potentially, which to me just sounds like fun. Well, they um they also I mean. What maybe twenty five characters had one change or another this this patch? I mean, it was pretty yeah. large. Yeah. Freaking Annie finally got some nerfs. Good. Yes. Annie. Yeah. Freaking <laughs> um, got some nerfs. Also very good. Yeah, the, I think his phosphorus bomb was a little a little overpowered. Uh, yeah. yeah. The the blind, I, I I didn't really understand the blind with with the amount of damage that it did. What well, uh, phosphorus? Yeah, but phosphorus doesn't blind unless it gets in your eye. But anyway, <laughs> um, Galeo got a pre- or is it Galio? <laughs> Just say it the wrong way, and we'll Galio. That gargoyle guy, he got um, he got a pretty decent buff. Um, yeah, it seemed like almost every one of his main skills. Got a buff, yeah. and you know, probably rightfully so. Um, he was he was one of those characters that, frankly, somebody had to be ec- just phenomenal with him for him not to just be someone someone you would ignore. Okay, when his ult goes off, you get away from him. But other than that, you know. Yeah, throw your little wind thing with your wings and go a little faster. I don't really care. <laughs> I mean, I mean that's what really that's um, that to me was a sign that yeah, it. I mean, he needed some some help. Um, I did find it interesting. I wonder. The, this is a kind of a very small change, but I wonder if Jack's leap strike, which is his initiator skill. The attack damage ratio was increased, but its base damage was reduced, and I'm not sure. I'm, I'm going to be interested to see how that plays out. Um, I always, I'm always interested when they change the skill that is somewhat, you know, like the the initiator skill for these t- for those type champions. How does that aff- those to me those changes are always exaggerated because of the nature of the skill. So I'm I'm, I'm interested right. to see. That one small thing about all this patch, that's one thing that really caught my eye. Gangplay got a nice little debuff, thank God. Yeah. Um, it's just so rarely that I see him played effectively. <laughs> oh, man, I've had a whole string lately. Yeah, and he's been owning. I think it's funny that Yorick also, after getting his buff, has now been nerfed again. Yeah. Back well, into obscurity. And um, in Riot's... Um, Defense on that, I do. Th- I mean, he was he was made into quite a beast. Yeah, he went from totally he lame. Went from, yeah, well, he went from crap to pretty pretty daggum hard to take down. And I, it doesn't seem like that they, um, you know, totally put him back into obsolescence. So I'm hoping that this was you know the readjust of what they did. Um, and then and then we'll now they're we'll, done. Yeah. yeah. For at least a while, um, the two large non-monkey related updates to this thing were the total rework of not one but two characters um, in Trendemir and Kaylee. Hmm, that reiterates my point previously in response to Julian. <laughs> yes, um, they. I want to know. There's so much changes to both of them. I, I'm just gonna have to see them played to see how that, what this does. Um, on you know on paper, Kale looks like she has just been made into a beast. Yeah. Um, I mean, with reckonings in you know, the speed missile speed was increased, so you know that's gonna fly faster. It costs less. The slow was increased, which, yeah. you know, so her harass is going up quite a bit um, in that sense of it, because, you know, yeah, the damage amplification was actually reduced to a flat number, but, you know, 
not many people use reckoning for that. It was a it was a you know it was a ranged hit and a slow. I mean that's yeah. what it was used for, and that's what they made. Um, they made it faster and cost less. And righteous fury is the cooldown was reduced even more. Yeah. So that's yeah, going mean, to be it's, spammed. Like, that's well, be the splash damage was, you know, it, I, I, you know, the bonus damage is was reduced fairly extensively, but the splash damage was increased. Yeah. It costs less and comes up faster. So yeah. what they're doing is basically saying, okay, this is her main skill, and yeah. it already was. It was, but now it's underscored. Yeah, so now it's just, yeah. you know, main with a capital M. So. Yeah. Main ability. Yeah. Um, her healing ability was reduced a little bit, um, but like I say, you know, the movement speed part of it, I didn't really see that as in, that big of a, a change. Yeah. Um, they did increase the cooldown by five seconds. That to me was a fairly big change to that skill, um, from a spam aspect of it. Um, there has been some notes that AoE healing in general is going to be, you know, sort of looked at. Um, yeah, I saw that. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see how, how all this is, is kind of coming together. AoE healing is so powerful though. They're right. That should be looked yeah, at. Yeah, it really is. Um, and Trendemir got, um. Well, he's been working it's a out. I have no idea what this is. I mean, he's got, you know, now he uses Fury, and how does that affect everything, and what, you know, what does that do? Actually, we call it Furry. Furry. He has Battle <laughs> Furry? He has Battle, <laughs> battle Furry. Yeah. I mean, Mocking <laughs> Shout is now free to cast. He has a Furry bar. <laughs> so that'll be interesting to see. <laughs> um, you know the ch- the changes to him. I'm just I'm just gonna have to see him in play and see. The one thing that they did not really make any change to at all was his alt. So which was his most annoying skill. Yes, um, it is. <sighs> so I mean, ultimately, you know, his signature style of play is not going to change. So now I'm. How does all this affect all other aspects of him as a character? And I, I, I don't know yet. I really do. Um, I just have to have to see what it does. So yeah. the uh, the last big thing was the two two characters that had their main skill was you know or their signature thing that they could do flying all over the map wherever they wanted to. And that was Twisted Fate and Pantheon. Both had their range reduced. And we even commented last week, we kind of got a heads up on Pantheon that they were going to reduce the range of Skyfall. Um, and I think, Mark, you even mentioned, well, what about Twisted Fate? What are they yeah. going to do with him? And he has now his, his gate, which is his teleport. Exactly the skill, same range. The exact same range. Yeah. Now, one of the things, you know, in the past is, you know, Pantheon had been talked about, you know, he had been nerfed in other ways for in for a while, and, and um, there's some general opinion that unless you're extremely well versed in him, he he can be somewhat gimped. Um, I'm I'm curious if now that there's this range reduction, if all of a sudden they're going to, and you know, okay, his, his the range has 5,500. What is 5,500 equal to? I, psh, I have no, no clue, dude. Exactly. Is uh, that is that three quarters of a map? Is it half the map? How you know? Yeah, we'll have um, to play a test game to figure that one out. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think you know, I, I think I see what they're trying to do is that the move should be tactical but not strategic. In that, oh. Pantheon should not be able to jump from his base to the Nexus in the next base. <laughs> yeah. But he could before and you could, you know, you could stealth gank the base, especially at the end game when you could actually absorb the damage of a tower. Um, or vice versa. You know, there's a, there is a battle raging back at your base and you are, you know, you're pushing into theirs and you jump back to join the fight instantly. Right. Um, I do think that the, the premise is, it's still viable for you to go help a champion in need 
if you are at least reasonably close. And, you know, you know on paper, I'm, I don't know what 5500 looks to, but I'm assuming it's going to have, I want to say it may be a little further than the range between two towers. Hmm. Um, just because I, I want to say that Lux's range on her laser beam is about 4,800, and its range is a little over the distance between one tower and another. So it, it could be roughly right around half the map in range, which would still be viable. It still makes the skill. Yeah. Um, I am curious in... Did they not in the last patch change the animation on Skyfall so it doesn't take as long or was I correct in that or I don't am I, know. that just I maybe I read a discussion about it where they were talking I would think that that would make sense right um, you know reduce the range but make it work because I mean it takes a while for that thing to kick off yeah. um, so I'm kind of wondering if that's going to have some uh, some change I'm, I'm I, I kind of see these two small changes as something may come in the future to kind of offset that in some way. So, One last thing that I think is really exciting about this patch, and I think is is a sign of what's to come with the start of Season 2 and to have higher expectations for quote-unquote Project Shiny, which has been promised in the works for like a year and a half now. Uh, it's just that these character model remakes and and their character art i think in some cases has just been a really a welcome surprise and well i think what's interesting when you look at the new character models because let's see janna trendemir and kale all got new character models that they're they still have a bit of that cartoon vibe but it's much less emphasized like trendemir for instance has proportionately sized feet now and Jana <laughs> no longer is Technicolor. She is more natural toned in terms of her color. And, so, and the same for Kale. Kale's not bright McDonald's colors. She's now of a more burnished gold and, and red, which some people don't like because it's like they get so used to looking at something in a certain way. But I think this is great because one of the distinct advantages Heroes of New Earth has and probably Dota 2 will have is that the art style is more mature. And more right. more serious, and there's just a, a a deeper richness to it, and I think League of Legends recognizing those the the threats of those has been steadily redoing character portraits, but to throw in for free complete character remodel remodels as, as well as animations, just like wow, this is nice, and they look really good. And originally, I thought. That meant I originally expected Project Shiny, which is supposed to be the optional graphics upgrade. That's I don't know when it's going to come. <laughs> right. But in that little um, I don't know who it was, with the president of the company when he put out his little Riot Games stats press release that we went over at the beginning of the show. He's like, we did say expect the unexpected this year, and so so please, we're going to really make that happen. And so everybody's like, yeah, whatever. We've been waiting. <laughs> like, <laughs> Three right, you're, yeah, you're in the now. middle of quarter three, so you better hurry it up. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. So I don't know what that's going to be, but inevitably I think Project Shiny and the Magma Chamber are going to be in season two. And at first Project Shiny just seemed like, well, they're going to make metal surfaces actually reflective. And they're going to have a little bit more complexity. But with these new character models, which already are a big step up, having the additional Project Shiny overlay put on top of them, I bet it's going to look really nice. And if... They don't yet deliver Magma Chamber soon, but I, I think if I remember, Project Shiny is supposed to happen after Magma Chamber, but if Summoner's Rift itself were to get a true graphical overhaul that went beyond a color scheme change, like the uh, Winter Scheme and the Halloween Scheme, that could make the game really exciting, too, because Heroes of New Earth, I loved playing on their maps because it's just it's so beautiful and lush and detailed. And again... uh League of Legends maps, they're pretty and they're colorful. They're very much like Blizzard's art style. They're kind of chunky and cartoony. But to upgrade that to the way that these character models are upgraded would be also a huge step forward. So fingers crossed and big kudos to Riot for finally getting the time and the manpower to put into yeah. the visuals of the game that we love so well, much. Well, and it, it, you know, I, mean, I think we can all agree that, you know, their, their strength has always been their gameplay. 
Yeah. Um, and and it is arguable that you know, well, you know, it was based off of a of a mod for a Warcraft, so of course the graphics would sort of look that way originally. Um, and I do think that's where you know graphics can. I mean. I mean, Eve is a great example. You can keep your gameplay and really drastically change the look of your game, and just keep and just keep going on the fly, just updating that client. I mean, I, th- yeah, I don't think it's a, a problem on the client side. I think they're um, it's much more of the server side, you know, rendering that stuff and making sure that it does it correctly and you know um, doesn't affect the latency of the games and things like that but yeah right. yeah i'm i'm like you i'm i'm so ready for it to to be uh to pretty be prettied up a little bit i i'm first to admit i'm a graphics whore oh we all are <laughs> we love our eye candy well um like i said a pretty hefty patch we uh yeah we'll it be is back back in just a moment with our small strategy segment Small strategy. Small strategy. You should play with small characters, Timo in particular. <laughs> it's my turn to fly. Father, be with me tonight. Ooh, I'm right on top. Segment tonight. Um, we are going to begin a sort of a series of discussions. It's, um, I like having some structure um, to this segment. Um, and we got an email from Sean, one of the Wolf Brothers, of course, some <laughs> of our some of our favorite players, and they uh, he forwarded us a a link to a poll that had gotten quite a bit of traffic on the forums for League of Legends on a rework of Flash, and it just seemed like that that was a great discussion item and a way of adding some structure to the strategy segment. Um, I think that summoner spells um, are, I mean, they are a very critical piece of your build. Um, They need uh, all of the, you know, I won't say all of them are viable, but, um, you know, a great many of them, it's, there's there's needs to be some forethought there in what you're deciding to pick and you know when do you use it and why and 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 all of those um are good things to discuss so I, I, the first one tonight which is probably this is of course the one that is uh the most controversial and at times um the hardest to use but maybe the most powerful is flash um which is also what the poll was about was what do you you know, should Riot do something about Flash? Um, a lot of people seem to think of it as a get-out-of-jail-free card. Um, the uh, I personally think it probably should stay the way it is. Um, I, I think that there should not be a skill unless it totally locks me as a character down. I shouldn't... Um, a great example would be um, uh, Vigor's spell. Sh- I mean, a uh, spell prison. As long as you don't touch the wall, you're not stunned. So I should be able to flash out of that. Um, Jarvin's, uh, I don't know what it is, crater arena or whatever you want to call it. Um, being able to flash out of that. Um, I think you know. Those skills should not be 100% lockdowns that I, there's just no way out of. Um, I'll, and you have to pre-commit to having Flash in your inventory, and you have to know what to do. It has to be up for recharge. I mean, it is what it is. Um, I I think it's pretty much fine the way it is. I don't think it's overpowered. I agree. I I do you, do you, I don't ever use it. I think Noah. I've seen Noah use it a lot, but I never I, use it. I try on occasion. Um, my the characters that I use it it I tend to get more value out of different summoner spells. So it's not a sense of not wanting it in the list, but I only have the option of two, and there's usually two more that I would prefer to have more. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But um, I also find it, I mean, it's not an easy skill to to use to 100% effectively. Um, I've seen people that are really, really good with it. And it's just like anything else. That doesn't make the skill overpowered. I mean, hell, we've all seen it pretty much every character played to a level that we're like, wow, I didn't realize that character could be that good. Right, well, right. why is a summoner skill not any different? Now, if I consistently saw that skill, just, you know, the fact that someone had it made them noticeably more powerful or unkillable or whatever, I would argue right. that, yeah, it probably needs to be changed. But I don't see that. There are instances where, yes, it's a great escape skill. But you know what? Ghost is a great escape skill, too. Yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> I mean, it, you know, it's an escape skill. It's supposed to give you a reasonable chance to escape. Um, it's a great initiator skill, but it doesn't, I, I don't see it as overpowered. It's, um, it's, you know, it's refresh is not too fast. So it's not like it's used extensively because it's not available that extensively. It has to right. be sort of saved for the right moment. And knowing where that moment is and knowing when to click and knowing what to do, that's part of this knowledge of using the skill. It did look like the poll pretty much had it to where um, people also thought um, it probably should stay the same for the majority. So I, I really don't see um, see them changing it. But, um, well, Noah, what are your thoughts on Flash? You're probably the one that uses it most out of the three of us. <laughs> What's funny is... I've only been using Flash for maybe the last couple months. And up to the, up to before that, I would always use a combination of cleanse and ghost because I hate crowd control spells and, uh, it, they're the bane of my gameplay and they're always what I'm trying to get away from. So it's always cleanse to get rid of all of the stuns and the poisons and the slows and then run away <laughs> because usually oh, yeah. those get dumped in you when you're low on life and it's just and ghosts and cleanser the only for me to escape. Now I can with Flash, I can be a little bit more aggressive on my playstyle and really get in people's face and uh, provoke them to chase me and unintentionally or not and use Flash to jump in and out of bushes from one set of bushes to the next or to jump over a wall, which can be really helpful both in pursuit and escape. And the thread that's over up on the forums that Riot Games was started last year, so I'm not sure how committed Riot is to changing up Flash or doing anything since it's been over a year. Uh, but I would assume that they're going to keep it in because even in the latest Champion Spotlight from Freak on Wukong, <laughs> <laughs> he extensively uses Flash as part of his techniques and his tactics. And like you said, Scott, uh, it's something that you have to be smart about how you use because it's got a substantial cooldown just as all summoner spells do. You can't spam it. It's just like you, you can use it once every few minutes. So you have to be very careful about it. But when used effectively, it, c- it can be really powerful and makes the game even more fun. And I certainly know before my days with Flash, chasing someone who had it would <laughs> drive me nuts. Oh, yeah. Like, You're like, hey, where did it go? I'm like, I was so close. What was that? Well, and I mean, you know, the same argument, even though heal is looked upon sort of as a, a noob, noob yeah. type, but I mean, most of the time if somebody's tower diving you, that's the most effective way to counter it. Right. Because most of the time the tower dive is the damage output is going to be very close to your bottom number. It's not going to be 400 over. It's going to be 35 over. Um, so if you're able, in the middle of that that strike, you know, that or combination of strikes, throw a flash, I mean, throw a heal in there, you've totally countered a pretty aggressive move. Does that make that skill too powerful? No. Um, I, I mean, I've seen it used... You know, in great ways, um, but I don't think that makes it too powerful. I just, I 
I just don't see it. I think that is, it's a lot of people that wish they could use it as well as they've seen it used and can't. Right. Um, because I'm sure that the ones that are complaining that are, that it's too powerful are not the ones that are using it in game. Yeah, I think that's true too. It's going to be the ones that are frustrated with its use because they've seen it used well. Um, now, and to its credit, I've, most of the time I, you don't see it used poorly, you know. Um, but at the same time, like I said, I mean, because of the cooldown so low, it's not like all of a sudden this character is untouchable. And for one, if I mean, yeah, it, you can jump out of some what are supposed to be some lockdown spells, but it doesn't stop you if you're... I mean, you can't flash out if you're stunned. You can't do anything if you're stunned. Right. So it's not a it's not a be-all, end-all. I mean, there are skills that are... If you don't kick... You know, the flash is not going to let you out of it. You know, I mean, you know, soul prison, you know, from or soul shackles from uh, uh, Morgana... It'll lock you down whether you got it or not. It's not going to make any difference. Lux's, um, you know, light binding does the same thing. So, I mean, overall, I, I just think it's a good skill. Now, we can, you know, in later days, we'll talk about other summoner skills, which I think there are several that are, if not totally useless, practically useless because they're never used. And if they are picked, I, I feel it's a waste no matter what character you're doing because... They're so ineffective, but we have uh, we've had a pretty long night here. I figure we'll uh, we'll call it a night, guys. As always, it's uh, it's been a pleasure. Love yes, talking League of definitely. Legends with you, and we will see you in two weeks. Good night. Good night. Good night.